you for tuning in to Art to Heart, where I delve into the creative minds of the artists in the Fort Wayne area. Each episode sheds light on the thoughts, feelings, and backgrounds of the artisans who bring pizzazz to Fort Wayne. Tune in for tips on tapping into your creative soul and for information about upcoming events in the arts community. I'm here today with Sachi Janik, ceramic and print artist and environmentalist who is passionate about her community. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks for having me. Yeah. So I just gave you a super tiny introduction, but I think you deserve more. You just had an art opening at Dash Inn. Can you tell us about that event and the art you created for it? Yeah, I had an art opening um, through September, and I did a little bit of a different approach this time, um, mainly focusing on the ceramics again, but I did um, some different techniques in my tile making that I haven't visited since college. I did a lot of press molding. Ooh. So it was like you make a, you make your individual tile out of like a plasticine clay that doesn't dry and then you cover it with plaster and then that becomes a mold that you can press in um, like water-based clay over and over again. So you can create the same tile over and over again. Um, so I did a lot of uh, flower molds okay. for this. So I focused on florals and butts <laughs> in this show. Yes. Um, <laughs> two of my, like, big obsessions. I mean, who doesn't love butts? They go very well together. <laughs> I know. It'd be hard to find someone that didn't like one or the other. Exactly. So I did a lot of uh, those heart butt tiles mm-hmm. for my uh, first show at the Dash, and I just kind of do a show without them, so squeeze a couple more of those in. That's awesome. And you have an interesting relationship with Dashin and you work with them more frequently. What does that look like? Yeah, I am a co-curator there. So I um, co-curate with Aaron Duddy. Um, we've been doing it for about a year and it's been a great experience so far. Um, we work on getting the artists um, into the shows and helping them hang and getting some social media and um, advertisement out for them. So, so people attend. That's amazing. Yeah, it's sure. cool to know that being a curator is an accessible thing in Fort Wayne, Indiana. Yeah, absolutely. And I think there's spaces, too, that um, are open to having local art be shown at their establishment. So I think more and more places you'll see um, become like art galleries and restaurants or art galleries and bars or things like that. It's It's been it's been pretty cool. That's awesome. If somebody wanted to show their work to you and your co-curator, how would they get their work to you? Um, they can approach us through Facebook, either Aaron or I on Facebook. Just send a little example of their work or reach out to us and um, talk to us a little bit about their medium and um, when they want to show, when they're available, if they've shown before, if, if they're a first-timer. Um, we always welcome first-timers too. I think getting exposure out there and is is neat and I think more and more people should at least try yeah for sure even though it might be scary (laughs) it might it might but it's an amazing opportunity and you never know if somebody is going to be really attached to your art and it's going to be well received unless you try yeah exactly you also just ran for city council in Kendallville because uh, that's actually where you currently reside, even though you work in Fort Wayne. What's your platform and reasoning for wanting to try to take that on? Yeah, so I moved. Um, I moved to Kenneville about three years, a little over three years ago. Um, I moved in with my boyfriend Tony. Um, he's lived there, grew up there, and then moved to IU and came back after school. And his son goes to East Noble out there, so um, he's pretty grounded there. So I I made the journey and moved out. With him. <laughs> um, 
but I would like when I first started going to Kendallville, I would like drive down Lyman. I would come into Kendallville the back way and like drive past all the farms and the lakes and see wildlife and wildflowers. And I was like, this is so cute. Yeah. I was like, I became at Pleasantville. I was like, I love oh. so much. I was like, this is awesome here. We did a lot of stuff around town. Mm. Um, they have a bunch of acres land trusts around the area. So mm. we did a lot of hiking and just explored a little bit. And then when I finally like settled in and I had to do things in the town, I was like, what is out here? Yeah. There's nothing, there's nothing there. There's the Pleasant Mill nickname died pretty fast. Oh no. <laughs> so we decided to run our, we shared a driveway with our neighbor and he got really involved this year and ran for mayor. And he was talking to us one day and he was like, you guys, you guys are what Kendallville needs. Young people that are looking to do things, that are looking to build a community, that care about where they live. Um, so we said okay, and we decided to run too. Tony ran for at-large, and I ran for um, our district, which was the third district. That's incredible. Yeah. So I know that obviously the ask and the inspiration came from your neighbor, but what did you internally tell yourself to get that courage to do this yeah I never in forever would ever imagine me doing anything in politics my dad was like a, a huge into politics he still is and it kind of consumed his life like he watches the news all the time and he sees how the world is is turned in not a great direction in, mm-hmm. in some areas and it really like hits home pretty hard to him so I was like and anytime I came over, I was like, turn the news off and not watching it. And he was like, why? why? And I was like, dad, because I want to be happy. Yeah. Because <laughs> I want to live a happy life and I'm going to create a happy life without having to, you know, I don't want to be ignorant of what's going on, but I don't want it to, to be all in, in consuming. And so I, I shocked myself by <laughs> deciding to do it. But being there for three years, I didn't want to keep driving to Fort Wayne every weekend to try to find something to do. And. I wasn't meeting anybody because no young families were doing things because there wasn't anything for them to do. So I really wanted to, I wanted to meet more people in the town and meet my neighbors and just see what, what they wanted to happen in the town. And if they had ideas and um, thoughts on things that can prove that. So it was, it was a good experience. We got to meet a lot of young families and um, we even had a family invite us into their home one day. It was really cold. It was our, one of our last stops when we were doing door-to-door canvassing. And um, we did like a little short spiel, like, we don't want to take up much of your time, um, but we wanted to introduce ourselves. And we're running <laughs> to city council, and they invited us in. They had six kids. They'd met in Kendallville, and they were in the same situation as us. They drive four way in every weekend. Uh-huh. And so it was, it was really neat to hear and see other people that had the same views is what we wanted to try to accomplish in town. Wow. Well, good for you. That's very admirable and awesome to hear. Thanks. It was terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) I was in a debate for the, for the very first time. And I thought that I was going to throw up. (laughs) That's (laughs) great. Made it through it. And so I was real proud of myself. And, uh, I think overall we ended up getting about like a 38%, um, 38% 38% votes towards us. That's amazing. So none of us won, unfortunately, but we're not going to give up the fight to try no. to some positive changes in town. And, and I'm, yeah, I'm excited that we did it. Yeah. Good job, girl. That's awesome. Thanks. So you told us a little bit about your family life and your dad and politics, but I want to know a little bit more about yourself growing up and your first introduction to the arts. And that way we can understand why they're important to you today. 
Yeah, so life politics. My dad had a, a pretty strong uh, influence on my little art side too. He's a ceramic artist. And oh, nice. We had um, we had a ceramic studio in our garage. Had his own wheel, and we had um, a kiln in there. And he did his own glazes. He worked for what was called the craft room at FMW mm-hmm. back oh, in yeah. the day. Um, so he's been he's self self taught artist, and he is the most meticulous human being I've ever met in my life. Every, it's perfection or nothing, and but he still has fun with it. So when I was growing up, ceramics always like fascinated me. But I was like, oh, I'm not gonna go in the studio today because we'd have to need the clay. So we'd have, <laughs> we'd have to do this. We'd have to do this. And I think it was just it was a little too much for me um, growing up. So I didn't dive into ceramics until um, probably like late high school, early college. Um, but it became my favorite medium to work with. That's awesome. What's your inspiration behind your artwork? Man, I feel like I consider myself such a spastic artist. (laughs) I think that's why I don't have shows that often because I'm like all or nothing. If I get an idea and I start to create it and it's not going away, I'll just like set it to the side and come back to it, set it to the side, come back to it. I just bounce around so often that it's hard to like nail any of these crazy thoughts in my head down on actual like tactile things but I don't know I feel like my inspiration is just my life you know life what I'm going through what I visually like to look at um what makes me happy that was yeah. what our show was called whatever makes you happy so the flowers and the butts the flowers and the butts yes yeah, so that was what that was what it was this time and you know I don't think those things will ever stop making me happy, but <laughs> yeah, maybe I'll almost uh, pull in some other inspiration for the next one. That's awesome. So do you have any specific person or group that are big influences in your work or is it completely original? Um, you know, Papa Janet comes up again. <laughs> he's, he's just incredible. He's an incredible ceramic artist. Um, puts a lot of time and effort into into his work. And I think that's where I learned, um, the all or nothing side is if you're going to do it, you do it right. And if it takes you a million times to get that quote unquote right thing, then do it a hundred times over and over again. Yeah. Um, Margaret Kilgallen is also one of my favorite artists. She's a, she was an artist back in like, uh, early to late nineties. Um, she was married to Barry McGee. He was a, oh, cool. um, a, a graffiti artist. Yeah. And she was like, she merged like graffiti and folk art and she did printmaking and like letter making, um, on huge scales sometimes. And I remember watching, um, beautiful losers. Have you seen that? I it's haven't. A, it's a really cool art documentary. It highlights a few different artists and she was one of them. And I remember, it was like a little highlight of her doing um, a painting on a little scrap of wood. And she was talking about when she does her line work, how she goes over the line and she goes over the line and over the line to make it perfect. And in the end, it's never, it's never perfect, but those imperfections um, that are made by the human hand are almost always the thing that stands out mm. and makes me special. So I was like, that's always going to stick with me. You, you try for perfection so hard, but then in the end, the imperfection is what like, is the highlight of the piece which it's like really cool good life lessons yeah, beyond art right. yeah yeah she's so she's always like stuck in my mind as a as a big inspiration that's fantastic yeah on social media you've used the hashtag be the change you want to see in the world 
Can you go into that a little bit deeper and tell us what that really means to you? Yeah, good old Gandhi, you know, he, what an inspiring fella. (laughs) Inspiring little guy. (laughs) Put it lightly. Um, Yeah, so I think it means you you can't just talk about it. You got to be about it. You know, if you believe in something, you got to stand up for it. You can't wait for other people to do it. Even if you might fail, you got to just keep trying and nothing's going to get done if, if you're just constantly waiting around for somebody else to do it. So you gotta, you gotta be that change. You gotta, you gotta push and do the work and, and fight for what you believe in. So. I think it's fantastic that you've leaned into that mantra and because you're doing exactly that. You saw that your city needed to change. You wanted to do something about it and you did and are still kind of pushing for that platform. And same thing with wanting to see artists have opportunity and access and you help with that. It's incredible. Trying. I'm trying. <laughs> One step at a time. <laughs> what advice would you give to any artist who wants to get their work out there and have an art opening, whether it be at Dashin or somewhere else or even even a bigger city? Sure, sure. I feel like just reach out to people. Don't be afraid to ask for help. The, there's a great art community in Fort Wayne, and oh, yeah. almost everybody that I've talked to has been extremely helpful, mm-hmm. friendly. You know, some artists hold back with, like, their little, like, <laughs> they got their secrets, secrets and stuff, but for the most part, they, people want to help. People want more art to to come out in Fort Wayne and or to other areas, too. Yeah. So, I, would, I don't know. I would just say don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to, to fail. Yeah. And put yourself out there. It's so silly because I think the ones who have these secrets that they're holding on to don't realize that if all of us succeed, then that's really the prime goal. Yeah, they're going to succeed more if they if, if everybody around them succeeds. Correct. And the art scene's going to get bigger and more people are going to be engaged in it and, and excited about it. And it's just going to be more exposure for them as mm-hmm. well. So. I feel like we have the opportunity right now to tell our audience, which is the rest of Fort Wayne, um, how the arts should be received, how they should be viewed and how they should be supported. And all of us are, we have creative mornings and we um, all seem to support each other. I know as a dancer, I try to go to non-movement arts related things. And I've really seen other artists checking out other forms of art and it's fantastic yeah i think it's it's growing into a great great community and a great support system so hopefully it keeps going on the incline and and more people take the same approach as you do and and try to visit and support and not only a local artist but just local everything so i feel like more local support is just going to benefit the city and the community and the people around you just more and more the more you get out there yeah so what about the people who know that they'd like to see their city make a change? How can they make a difference? What advice would you give to those people? Get involved. Get involved in everything that you can. Even if it's something so small, it could lead to bigger things. And you can meet that one person that opens up the door for for other avenues and gives you more contacts and just meeting new people and, and getting out and, and trying. Put yourself out there. Don't yeah. be scared. If a stranger met you on the street for the first time, what one quality would you want them to know about you? Oh, this is your favorite question. Yeah, so I thought about this a lot. <laughs> and I guess I'd say outspoken. Yeah. However, sometimes I'm outspoken to the point of self-destruction. Mm. And 
I, I'm not going to lie or sugarcoat things and to make you feel more comfortable, but I feel like that's why the relationships that I have are so strong because I am going to give you my, my blunt answer. And, and You're authentic. Yeah, thank you. That's, there you that's go. A very, it's a very nice, nice way. way. <laughs> Some people might choose to use a different word, but... But I don't know. I feel like that's how that's how true relationships are built. When, mm-hmm. when you don't hide things from the person that you're talking to, or you know, when you're real. Oh yeah. With them. But I'm also very welcoming too. So you are. Don't be scared to talk to me. <laughs> so if you are a stranger, please talk to her. <laughs> that's fantastic. So we know that you reside in Kendallville, and we also know that. There might need to be some more activities there, but it sounds like there are at least some awesome outdoor activities. What If we were going to visit Kendallville, what should we check out? So I feel like the, the biggest thing there is that it's surrounded by all the lakes and the mm. Acres Land Trust. Acres Land Trust, I feel like, is such an underutilized nature experience. You can go there for free. They're beautiful. People maintain them. You can even get a, a part of the committee to, to help maintain oh, them, um, which is really awesome. But there's there's so many in Noble County, and it's a little outside of Kendallville, but it's it's worth the it's worth the drive for sure. Harry Stuff Brewing is also just outside Kendallville. Ooh. Their favorite place to go right now. They're in Wawonka, um, a little like home startup family that has a brewery and a little barn. Um, super nice family. Great beer. Great food. Mm. And you guys can come to my house and we'll do uh, another vintage party. There we go. Ooh, what's a vintage party? <laughs> uh, so I have a little like online vintage resale called Ultra Lounge Vintage. And the it's it's pretty hard to get people to drive out to Canada. <laughs> so I finally had like my first official like house gathering um, a couple weeks ago. And it was so fun. I got inspired by my when I was at my art show. I invited like mm-hmm. everybody that I knew. And a bunch of different groups of friends came. Mm-hmm. And at the end, I was so overwhelmed with everybody that they got along with each other so well. <sighs> the bartender at the Dash was like, I don't think we've ever had an art opening with so many people that didn't know each other coming together and becoming instant friends. Aww. I was like, oh. This is awesome. Thank you. So I wanted to have that happen again. So I just reached out to people that obviously that I knew really well. And then some people that I just met through the health food shop or just Mm -hmm. saw. And I was like, oh, they're really nice. I was like, I want to get to know them more. So I opened my house up and had a bunch of people over. And we had a little vintage clothing try on photo shoot. And the new items are going to be released this week. I think I just put the, the first one on my Instagram right now. That's fantastic. So do you collect these items? How does how do they come to you? Yeah, we do. Uh, me, Tony and I do a lot of traveling, and that's like one of our favorite things to do when we travel is visit the different um, antique stores and, and thrift stores. And I don't know, it's so hard to pass up cool clothing. Yeah. It's, they're always unique. You know, it's if, if people are reusing them and, and bringing more life to them, it's keeping them out of landfills. And instead of everybody buying new stuff online and um, just like – mass marketed like the same shirt you know yeah it's just boring it is i don't know it's fun (sighs) that's awesome is there going to be another one of those anytime soon yes hopefully at the beginning of december okay we're gonna so if you guys want to be a part of it reach out to me on on instagram Awesome. Ultra Lounge Vintage. Ultra Lounge Vintage. <laughs> so great. And what's up next at the Dash? Uh, so um, Ricky Racket and Bob Story are currently hanging um, there at the moment. And they had an awesome, they have a, a dual show up and they their artwork looks so good together. They've done, 
they've been really successful and um, had great feedback and sold quite a few pieces. Um, the next artist that is coming up, I believe she is coming up at the beginning of December. Um, it'll be Amber Cox. Mm-hmm. And she usually does um, one show a year there, and she ha- she's a phenomenal artist. She does a lot of um, unique paintings and um, caricatures and just has a, a really cool spin on, on her paintings. So it's definitely worth checking out. Awesome. And you mentioned Ultra Lounge Vintage. What other platforms are you on? How can we follow you? Um, so I do I have a couple of different Instagram pages. Ultra Lounge Vintage is one. And then my personal page is... Uh, oh. <laughs> it's uh, way down in the hole. Yes. Um, with underscores in between each of the words. Um, I'm a big Wire fan. comes <laughs> from the intro song of the Wire. But also... I feel like dig dig myself in the holes a lot and just am constantly fighting to get out of them um, with all my uh, unorganization and spastic thoughts. But you know that's how I that's how I function. There you go. <laughs> um, I got Facebook. I'm under Sachiko Jordan and on Depop. Depop is the the main page that I sell the vintage clothes on, and it's ultra long vintage on Depop too. Awesome. Yeah. So check me out. Check her out. Yay. Well, thank you so much for talking us through some inspiration to make change in your community and to also get out there and try to get a showing if that's really what you want to do. Show your art. Go for the exposure. Absolutely. Don't be scared. Don't be scared. Life's too short to be scared. Can't live in fear. You can't. Just gotta do it. Awesome. Thanks for having me. Yeah. Oh